It's the Dogcast, episode number 254. Dogs win, beat the nerds, 9 out of 10. And hey, a W is a W, baby. I'll take all I can get. Fans, it's the Dogcast, episode number 254, and Georgia coming off of a win, old dog, a big win. Uh, I, I, I don't even, I'm this man. It was it was a fitting end to a miserable season. Georgia wins 42-34, coming off the Florida flop. We're going to talk about the Florida flop a little bit later. Kind of kind of helped us pad our lead there a little bit at the end, you know. But uh, 42-34, old dog. Georgia wins. We've now won nine out of ten. Nine out of the last ten. That's pretty damn dominant, old dog. Pretty damn oh, it, dominant. It is. And, and, and two of the last two of the last two wins have come with two of maybe Coach Rick's two of Coach Rick's probably worst performing teams. So you know that's uh and, and maybe maybe two of his worst uh, coaching seasons. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. And. Uh, you know, man, I, there's a lot to talk about with this game. I, I can't. There say. really is, but let's start off with the let's start off with the positives, and let's mention Aaron Murray is a positive. Aaron Murray gonna be, is gonna a, damn be a stud. great quarterback. We're probably going to have him two more years, so so let's recruit somebody else. You know, AJ wait, Green. Wait, wait, a, wait, 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 wait. We're not just going to say he ate. We're just going to say Murray's good and to move on, dude. Murray cemented his legendary. I mean, I'm telling you, Murray. Fan, did you see that downfield block he led? Murray is down 20 yards downfield blocking for Washon Ely on a running play last night. Oh, I know, dude. Legendary. He's he could be our best offensive lineman. And he's really, really close. He's really close to breaking Stafford's touchdowns in the season. Yeah. Uh, touchdown throws in a season. I mean, it was fantastic. I mean, I'm telling you, Aaron Murray, you know, listen. He, he's the real deal. There's no doubt about it. And the fumble on fourth and one, which we're going to talk about in, in excruciating detail in short order. Clearly, freshman, he's just coming out of, he, he just came out of there a little too quick. Still a freshman, you know? I don't want, I don't want, I don't want him to get the big head that I think he's like without fault, you know? He still makes a few freshman mistakes. He came out from under center on that fourth and one. And granted, on the other fourth and one where he went for it, I didn't think he took, I, I know our offensive line blocking was bad and everything, but still. Oh, he, <laughs> not existent. True. But I still think he could have got that damn half of length of football if he had taken a little better angle or a little. And I, that's something that's going to come with a little bit of experience, you know? He, that's I, true. I saw the play and I saw the angle he had and he, he just didn't take, he didn't do his best on that play. But great quarterback. Real deal. He is. Now, moving, uh, moving on to your next, now that, that's fitting. My next positive, AJ Green. In his last game at Sanford Stadium. Yep. 
again, stepped up big. Definitely double, a positive. Triple coverage. If Again, if you throw the ball near him, he's going to catch it. And Aaron Murray was throwing the ball. There was one play in particular. I mean, I can't tell you exactly which play it was, but there was a play where he, I'm telling you, Aaron Murray just threw the ball just downfield, and I thought, there is nobody in a red jersey anywhere near that. And then all of a sudden, here comes this flash of red coming from the sideline into the middle of the field, and just at the very damn last second, before the ball hits the ground, A.J. Green is there. Eight yeah. catches, 97 yards, including a three-catch a three straight, you know, a three catches in a row when there wasn't a Georgia Tech guy I, I don't, I'm telling you, George Tech had no answer for A.J. Green. No. And granted, we followed that drive up with the two straight tailback dives right up the middle for no gain. But hey, we'll talk about that more later. What's, that, because that's not a positive. What's the other positive? What's the other positive you want to talk about? Chris Durham and Orson Charles. We'll, we'll just lump the two of them together. Three catches and, for 90 yards, two catches for 67. Yeah. Orson Charles, mm, he's, he's tied in. And Chris Durham, white lightning, dude, running yeah, around exactly. running around the defense, man. How about that? That kid, yeah. that kid, I'm telling you, Chris Durham may, I think Chris Durham's got a future on Sunday. I really do. He's got the grit. He's got the effort. You know, he, he's a gym rat. You know, that's like the code word yeah. for white kid in the NFL. Um, he's he's a gym rat, dude. I'm telling you, he's got the work ethic. He's got the height. He's got the hands. He's got the skills to play on Sunday. No doubt about it. I, I don't disagree with you. Um, other than that, I think we're about ready to go into the negative. Wait, well, well, wait a second. Wait a second. There's a few more positives. Hey, we won the game. That's a positive. Absolutely. Okay. We forced, and I mean forced, we forced four turnovers on defense. That's a positive. Okay. I know you don't want to, you, and look, but we're still, we're still doing the positives. Dude, we had four, yeah. we had, we forced four turnovers on defense. We did. I mean, on, take the Justin Houston pickup where he picked it up and ran it in, you know? Dude, mm-hmm. that was coming off of a crushing hit on Roddy Jones. That may have been the only defensive play we did where we actually played the option correctly and did so everything was, we're supposed to do that was a positive definitely right. a positive and one time one time we played the option correctly. come on come on there the defensive stand on the opening drive where they pooch kicked us to death and chop us muffed that you know wasn't really prepared for that i don't think anybody in the stadium was prepared for that and um except the tech players yeah except for the tech guys yeah. and uh you know, we had the, I mean, but we did stuff them there on that opening drive. If, he, oh, if they get a touchdown and, there, if they get a touchdown on that opening drive, uh, who knows what the hell's, who knows what's going to happen. And, and I'll tell you this too, the, what should have been our last defensive stand, if our head coach didn't have his head up his ass, was also fantastic. Yes. Yes, I agree. And I agree. And not, not just the stand, not just the one where they were throwing like crazy, but we had two. I'm, two... I'm talking about, yeah, the second to last. I mean, exactly. it was. And, and after they had been out at that point in time, they had probably been out there for 80 some odd plays. Oh, you're not kidding, dude. I mean, they were just worn out and they rose to the occasion, stopped tech, and they never, ever should have had to have gotten back on the field again 
but we're going to talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> Under category of negatives? Yeah. Yes. We could talk about that. We could talk – I'll tell you, well, we've got a few more positives to talk about. Justin Houston is a damn – it's Mr. Houston to you, by God. Justin Houston, a positive. And by and large, not just on the takeaways, okay? He had the pick. He had the scoop and score, okay? But not just that. Um, and I know you love the scoop and score. but Oh, uh, yeah, especially the first fumble when we reverted to soccer. Yeah. And just started kicking it around, and we got real damn lucky on that one, too. Because well, our guy's foot was out of bounds. Justin Houston, huge takeaway. I mean, that was, but I'm saying not just that, but Houston did a pretty good job of fighting off the cut blocks and doing his job on the quarterback all night. But, yeah. you know, as far as you know, they have three plays to the left, they have three plays to the right. And uh, if you can't stop the dive and you can't stop the pitch man covering the quarterback, not that damn great. I mean, you know, because you got to cover all three if you want to yeah. stop the option. And as you know, Brandon Smith, he can do a lot of great things. He's a great athlete, and he can do a lot of good things for us. But playing a physical run defense, not his specialty. Yeah, and and we need to eliminate him out of the wild dog or whatever we want to call it too. Well. You know, I don't know, but I, I know this. I know he got tossed around like a damn rag doll last night by, uh, yeah. by Georgia Tech's offensive line and their lead backs too. Georgia Tech absolutely manhandled us in the trenches. Are, are we slipping into the negative part of the show right now? We are. Okay. We, well, do you have any more positives? Mm, kickoff coverage was pretty good. It was and, and has been good all year. And, you know, again, and this isn't like the year sum up show because I guess we'll do that after hopefully the Liberty Bowl. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's a positive. We are bowl eligible. Boy, does that give me a Woody. <laughs> we are bowl eligible. Maybe going to play UCF, a team that didn't even have a football team about 10 years ago. We might, yeah. be, we might be playing UCF in the Liberty Bowl, baby. With one of our old nemesis, George O'Leary. Yeah, he of the resume padding. I've, Absolutely. If you need to, if you need a resume writer, he is your man. <laughs> Absolutely, baby. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about the rest of this game. Let's talk about the rest of this game. Okay. Okay. Let me kick off with this stat line for you, old dog. Tell me if this sounds familiar. <laughs> 92 plays. 92 plays. 32 first downs, 411 yards rushing given up. And we had an extra week, and we did the extra, you know, we did everything we're supposed to do, man. This Todd Grantham is the guy that said, you know, we will never lose to Paul Johnson. I have got the handle on the option, you know. This guy, Todd Grantham, told us, you know, to a man said, I got this. I got this option stuff covered. You know, don't worry about it. As long as I'm yeah. George's defense coordinator, we got this. We got it covered. Well, hopefully, hopefully that'll end in a week. <laughs> um, and and I'm just going to throw in right now. There's a reason that Brian Van Gorder is a defensive coordinator in the pros, and Todd Grantham is where he is, and hopefully soon to be unemployed. Because I'm going to tell you right now, that guy ain't worth, as Granny Hawkins would say. Doodly squat. Well, I'll tell you, he got his seven hundred fifty thousand dollars ass kick last night, because yeah. and I know yeah, and I know it's you know a lot of people say hey you know uh, 
you know, it's not X's and O's, it's Bubba's and Joe's. He doesn't have the guy he wants. Tyson's not the man inside. Bean's not the man inside. We don't have a guy to stop the gut. We need three big heavy guys up the gut. And, you know, that all is probably true. Then if that's the, if that's the case, and I go back to our head coach, who apparently has forgotten about football, then why do you get a guy that's going to coach a 3-4 when you don't have the personnel to do it? I mean, we are not a, a program that rebuilds. It, after two years of misery, I mean, you, don't, you don't do what he has done. Which is, hey, let's start over. I mean, I, yeah. listen. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. And, you know, not just having the Bubba's and Joe's up front, but, you know, we're just in general, just not seeing the kind of, I mean, I don't know. Last night, I, I, I don't know. You know, you talk about defense and you talk about the things that have caused us trouble this year with the wheel routes or maybe it's the running quarterback that causes us trouble or it's the passing game or it's the running game. Hell, at the end of the day, Every damn thing's causing us trouble, you know? And the thing that makes me more mad than anything else is when I see Florida State hold the Gators to seven. I see Ellis Johnson, who, I'm telling you, you can say what you want, but South Carolina doesn't have one damn bit better personnel than we have, okay? I don't believe for a second that South Carolina has one bit better of personnel than we have on the defensive side of the ball. And Ellis Johnson... He can hold them Urban Meyer to seven. Uh, down in Florida State, they can hold Florida to seven. We can hold Florida to 34, you know? Well, I mean, and I And I, I know there's turnovers it. and stuff. I know there's a few extenuating circumstances. But you look at this whole damn season, and we've just still given up too many We points. are We are a, a, for the most part, excluding a few people, we are a huge, huge group of underachievers. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think that's a good way to put it. And that's just really frustrating to me. It really is. And, and, and that's and and it boils down to nothing but coaching. I, I got to say, and you know, when you talk about coaching, you talk about. I mean, let's let's talk about special teams for a second. Which, with the exception of uh, kick coverage, were pretty pretty unspecial last night. Now we only had we had two punts, and uh, Drew Butler did his thing, and Blair Walsh did his thing, no doubt about it. But you know, on the first punt return. This is the thing that's bugging me about this coaching staff right now. One of the things, old dog, we just don't have any damn imagination, you know? We don't have any imagination, and I don't mean imagination when I say you're going to line up for a field goal, you take a timeout, and then you think better of it and come out and line up for a fourth and one and go for it, and then you must, you know, the snap gets, the snap exchange gets bungled. That's not the kind of imagination I'm talking about. When was the last time we did something like an onside kick? Or a fake punt. You can't even damn. I bet you can't even remember was, the last fake I punt we ran. Was, I, I think I can. Didn't we do an offside kick or something along those lines in the Chick Fil A Bowl against Virginia Tech? I think so. Yeah, that was when we were when we were down so much. But, yeah. But you know, we don't we don't have any kind of something like the Florida flop or uh, you know that kind of I, pooch kick to open the game, and then you know we get our first punt return, and who do we put on the fifty? To return the punt, but Logan Gray. 
You know, yeah. we're not even going to try to return punts. And then when no. we do, because we don't do it often and we don't do it well and we don't put a focus on it, then we put a guy like Brandon Smith back there. And, hell, he, you know, that doesn't work either because we don't commit to it. And I'm just really frustrated with the lack of imagination and the lack of the lack of just getting after it. We don't have any yeah. we don't have any GATA right now, old dog. No, and and we don't have coaches that emphasize that. I mean, I poor Eric Russell is probably rolling over in his grave. I'm telling you. I don't I, I hope I hope they did not get the ESPN feed up in heaven. I agree, man. I mean, it's you know, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to say. I really don't because I'm. I mean, our defense used to be so good, and such a group of overachievers that it inspired the Godfather of Soul, the late great James Brown, to write and sing a song about them. And I will tell you this right now: there ain't nobody singing a song about the group we got today. And there's – yeah, you're right. And, I mean, and that's because of their, their output as a team. It's not on an individual player. We got some good guys out there. Justin Houston working his ass off. Demarcus Dobbs working his ass off. Those seniors out there, you know, and the guys who aren't seniors, Christian Robinson. I mean, I think Brandon Boykin had a pretty good game. I mean, hell, he's busting his tail. But, I mean, as a unit – we're just not, we're just, you know, not getting it done. I mean, that dive play, man. How many times can they run the dive play right up your ass? And there's nothing you're going to do about it, you know? And the pitches, man. Pitch left, pitch right, pitch left, pitch right. And, it, you know, they got six plays, man. They got six plays. Well, you know, and, and again, and I alluded to it a little bit earlier with one of the things that made Van Gorder so good as a defensive coordinator was his ability to make adjustments on the fly. And, and that's something that we've, we have lacked since Van Gorder left. I mean, they were killing us in the first half, running right up the gut because we were not bringing our defensive ends down to stop it. They were staying wide. So at halftime, we make an adjustment way too late to pinch down a little bit. I mean, that takes Paul Johnson all of three plays to figure out what we're doing and starts running outside. And, and we and, and we don't adjust to that. I mean, it, it's incredible what what the lack of a foresight, I guess, or something that our coaching staff has. I, I don't know what's happened to them. There, it's it's like a damn zombie movie. It's like the the walk, the coaching of the living dead. Right, and then on the you know on the other side of the ball, and I'm not really even gonna. I don't have huge complaints about Mike Bobo. It wasn't the game of his life that he called or anything, but he did call some good plays. And we and, you know we had 11 possessions, we had five touchdowns. You know, well and, we only and, had and two gonna, punts. We only had two I'm punts. I'm going to defend Bobo a little bit. When you've got a team that that can't run the ball at all. I mean, what can you do? And when they do run the ball, hell, they, they, we they we fumble. I mean, we yeah, had some I, critical we had some critical turnovers last night. Caleb King had a great run, had a couple of great runs. But you know what, man? I mean, you know, 
you you can't you just cannot fumble the ball. You know, fumbling the ball is not a mistake for a running back on the order of I I took the wrong hole or you know fumbling is the cardinal sin of a running back. You know, yeah, it's a whole lot bigger deal to fumble as a running back than it is to you know like I said take the wrong hole or cut and, it up, cut it in or cut it out the wrong way. You know, right, and then especially. In, in a game like that where defense could really stop the other's offense, I mean, it was a game of possessions, and you can't give them away. Right. But, you know, and you're talking about the fact that we look like zombies out there as far as coach staff goes. How about the fourth down, you know, where we have to take a timeout? You know, we're we just we're just not prepared. The, the timeouts, man, on the fourth and one where we're trying to score, where we did score, don't get me wrong, but why do we have to take a timeout? To think about that and jigger it up and work on it and study well, it. And, I, I, I think it. I think it goes back to we're still playing not to lose. And I mean, I, I really think, and we can get into this in a later show. But but I, I really do think that Rick has lost his his zeal for the game. I don't think he's. I, I don't think he likes coaching anymore. Well, or maybe he doesn't like coaching. At this level, because I'm telling you, his head is not in the game. We are so unprepared for so many things that that a, a good, uh, not a great coach, but a good coach would have you prepared for. I I have to say, and like I said, to me, the most telling thing when you're talking about Coach Rick's mind, state of mind, has to do with the the whole trickeration thing, and when you're talking about how he's playing not to lose. You know, we're not, we're not being creative and we're not on the attack. We are on the defense. You know, we're on, we're, I, I don't exactly even know how to put it into words. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, a, a, a coach that's active and engaged and feeling it, you know, a coach like that is thinking of ways to attack, thinking of changes to make, thinking of ways, you know, when you're you're thinking about fake punts and you're thinking about onside kicks and you're thinking about pooch kicks and you're thinking about you're thinking ahead on ways to get to get an advantage, not thinking about ways to you know, like you said to to be defensive, to be reactive, you know? Right now, well, we're and, all too reactive and all too re- defensive. Well, and, and not just that, but I mean, you know, and, and we'll talk about it a little bit. I mean, I think his ass is just worn out. I mean, I think he's tired of it. I mean, he has been, our program has been bypassed by Auburn, Alabama, LSU, South Carolina. I mean, we're in the category, we're we're a little bit ahead of the Kentuckys. Right at this point, I mean it. it and I tell I mean, you, I, I can't. <laughs> I, I just, I mean, it, it, is there anyone out there? And, and and let's get to the Florida flop right now. Is there anyone out there that thinks a coach who had his mind in the game after taking a knee on the first play would have ever? I mean, what what was the reasoning? To, to hand the ball off. I mean, there was a minute 30 on the clock, and we had three plays. We could have run the clock out, never given the ball back. The line on the game was 12-and-a-half to 13. If, if Rick had been betting, it wasn't like that touchdown was going to was gonna do anything for him. No, you're right. I, I mean, why in the world would you ever 
ever think about putting yourself in a position to give the ball back to a team that you couldn't damn stop all night long. Your defense was just worn out. They were they were worse than Ugga as far as having their tongues out and breathing hard because <laughs> they had been out there for 88-some-odd plays at that point, just having it run down their throat time and time again. What in the world would make you, after taking a knee on the first down, to think, man, we ought to hand off to a guy that's prone to fumbling. I know, dude. I mean, that's, I mean, and I know it ain't going to happen, but the best thing in the world for everybody would be if Coach Rick, yet tomorrow, said my alma mater called me, they need my help, and off I go. No, I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to be there next year, and I think we're going to suffer through a fourth year of mediocrity. Oh, I, I, I totally agree. Yeah, he's absolutely not going to Miami. That's just ridiculous for people to even talk about that. I mean, that's like some kind of news vacuum. I don't know what people are thinking, but that ain't going to happen. You know, whether you want to happen or not, it's not going to happen. But you're right. The Florida flop, man, I tell you, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just a weird thing. It's just, it's just weird. I just don't know Again, what's going it's on. Lack, it's the lack of coaching. Lack of I imagination, mean, lack of, I don't know. We're, we're just so damn defensive, so skittish right now. Well, I mean, not just that, but we took a knee on the first down. <laughs> the, what, I mean, the Florida between, flop, the Florida flop should have not worked. It should have right. not worked. Between first and second down and Georgia Tech calling their last timeout, what changed? Yeah. I mean, and, 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 and I was not a math major, but I roomed with one. And there's a minute 30 seconds on the clock. I think that's 90 seconds. And if I'm, and am I right that the play clock is 35 seconds? Well, yeah, it's 40 or 25. It's 40. Okay. Oh, even better. Yeah. So, and, and, and am I right that 40 is greater than 30? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. You're and totally three right. Times, and, and so there's 90 seconds on the clock. And let me get this right. Three times 40 is. And they had no timeouts. They had no timeouts, by the way. Because they had called their last one when we took a knee. Yes. And someone on the sideline said, wow, let's hand it off to Washaw Neely, who fumbles about every 18th time he <laughs> touches the ball. And maybe we can score again and give the ball back to Tech, who we can't stop at all. Yeah. And, and I'm wondering if there's anybody in that stadium that thought if Tech scores a touchdown, we had a chance in hell of stopping them on a two-point conversion. There's no, there was no. Let me tell you this too, man. After we scored on the Florida flop, okay, and kicked the extra point and went up by eight and kicked the ball back off to Georgia Tech, and they came out throwing. I'm telling you, when they crossed the fifty, dude, the pretty much the play right before the interception, man, I'm telling you. My ass was. I, I thought I was going to die. I thought I was going I mean, to pass I just, out I just, and die. And again, I just. I, and that's that's my point. I just think Coach Rick is, is he's just worn out. His his head is not in the game. Well, 
I, I, I and 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 if he disagrees, you're you're free to call in. But but I I just think he's tired of it. Well, you know what? I'm really happy with the win. I do think there are going to be some coaching changes. I think there's going to be one big coaching change that we've been calling for for two years, old dog, coming up here in the next ten days, and. Uh, it may not cure all of our problems, but I tell you, it's a big, big. We're gonna we're gonna cure one big problem here in the next ten days, and I think you and I ought to take credit for it when it happens. But I'm not going to uh, I'm not gonna let that out of the bag yet. But I'm telling you, we're gonna lose a coach, not a coach, not a coach on the field, but a program, uh, a guy who's in the program. Program and, administrator. No, no, not program administrator. Well, but he to, administrators for strength and conditioning. There you go. That that's the that's the guy who I think's and for whatever reason, whatever cover story you need to give yourself to make you feel bad about getting your ass out of the butts mirror building, do what you gotta do. Just make sure you get gone. Because after you see what our offensive line and our defensive line, I mean, we just got our ass handed to us in the trenches last oh, night. Oh, I mean our and, and I, I tell you, our and and we are I'm getting take, pushed around like high school kids out there. And and I was and I was sucked in and and I'm going to apologize right now to all of our listeners for saying that our offensive line was going to be the strength of this because I'm telling you of of the many many disappointments that we have had this year, our offensive line is probably the greatest, um, without a doubt. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I that and the running game in general, the offensive line, of the running game, which which, which which generates. I mean, you can and and again, as we have said numerous times, you can be the greatest running back in the world, and if you don't have an offensive line, you're mediocre at best. Well, and and a great offensive line can make a good running back great. Yeah, you're right. I'll tell you this, and this is pretty much how I want to wrap up the show. I'm really happy with the win. I mean, it's great. It's great. It's a hell of a lot better than losing. It's great to beat the nerds nine out of ten years. You know, even when we're down and they're talking, I mean, you know, they're giddy with their coach. You know, you got Mark Schultz talking about how tech fans are just damn giddy to be six and six. You know, they're just excited about having Paul Johnson as their coach. Well, and that's because Paul Johnson is an arrogant prick. Just like most tech fans are. Exactly. But the bottom line is, we were a 13 point favorite. This game should have never been as close as it was. A lot of teams with a lot less talent on defense, a lot less beef on defense. Hell, Hell they barely beat Duke. Exactly. They barely beat Duke. And do I mean a lot of teams that are a lot not nearly as damn good as we're supposed to be held that uh, held that Georgia Tech offense down a lot better than our our guys did you know and our defensive staff did and um, I, I can't explain it but I know what we saw last night ain't good enough no and it's uh, there needs to be some some, some major some changes serious and- serious soul searching going on. Yeah, and again, I mean, a fish rots from the head down. And this is the second year in a row we've been talking about, boy, we got to have some serious damn soul searching. You know, this is the second year in a row we've had, we've talked about, oh hell, this can't happen again. We can't have another season like this. We can't, we can't go on like this, you know? And, yeah, but we are, and unfortunately, I mean, as much as I, I wish we would, we would have a change, it, it's not, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't, and, and I don't, no. See, and this is fodder for another show, but I don't see what's going to make us better. 
I mean, we're probably going to lose two of our three best players to the NFL. Yes. Uh, you know, our I mean, single our single best offensive player and our single best defensive player are absolutely going to the pros. Yeah. That that's a given. Okay. Um. And and I'll tell you something else too. Look, I don't think there's going to be a major change. You know, Coach Rick's not going anywhere. Okay, that's just let's just let's just face facts. Whether you like it, don't like it, whatever, you got to get past that. Okay, because that ain't happening. But I'll tell you this: the one thing that gets guys like uh, like Greg McGarity and Mike Adams' attention, the one thing that really gets their attention, the thing that got Miami's uh, AD's attention, what well, yesterday in particular were forty thousand empty seats. And I saw something yesterday, and everybody who was at the game saw something. When was the last time, old dog, you saw them running commercials, ad spots, more than one, ad spots for football tickets yesterday? Yeah, I mean, never. I Dude, mean, we, we're running we, ads for football tickets. Yeah, that that should never, there, ever happen. There's nothing else need to be said. That that's yeah. that's the last that's the last word on this season. All you need to know about the 2010 season is that we finished up with a win, and during that win, the administration felt it was important to let you know that football tickets are available for next year, and you need to get yours as soon as possible. This is, this is, I mean, three years after you had to donate 10 grand just to have the right to buy tickets. You're right. Now they're begging you to pay face value for a set. That's that's the last word, and that's the kind of thing that gets damn people's attention. And I hope it gets Coach Rick's attention because I still want him to be successful. Hell, I want Coach Rick to figure it out. I want him to get it because I like him, and I want him to be our coach because I think he. I mean, I think it's he's got it in him, but I mean, he's got to. I mean, you know, it's up to but he's got to perform, man. Derek, he's got to match. I mean, I, I tell you, and, and maybe maybe we are changing a little bit, but. The the personnel that we have is not – I mean, our the, the prototypical DB, and we've got one of them, is Alec Ogletree, not Brandon Smith. Uh, yeah, I know. And I look, I know. I mean, like you said, that's that's another whole other show. Yeah. I'm just saying I, I want him to get it. I hope he gets – but, you know, <laughs> hell, you've got teams. I mean, you know, you've got Urban Meyer down there with two rings. You've got Nick Saban with a ring. You got Les Miles in a, with a ring. Nick now, Saban's the, got a couple rings at a couple different schools. Yeah, I'm talking about in the past. Yeah, I'm talking about just in the last little bit. But you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, Saban does have two rings with two schools. Miles has got a ring. Uh, hell, you know, Gene Chizik. Furrier's got a ring. I know. And Gene Chizik's probably going to get a ring this year. He may have to give it back a year or two, but he's going to get one this year. And really, like him or not, Gene Chizik was in position to take advantage of a fortuitous set of events. You know what I mean? This whole Cam Newton thing kind of fell into his lap. But it fell into his lap, and he's making it happen, you know? And we're just not in a position to even make it happen. We're we're not even knocking on that door. We're not even scratching in that league right now. And that's that's the shame. That's the frustration. Well, and and I mean something along those lines too is Gene Chizik, Steve Spurrier. They Auburn had the best two running backs in the nation. Both of them fought real long and hard about going to that school. Together, one did, 
The other went to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. When was the last time we were even in the running for the best running back in the nation? Uh, well, 1980. There's a kid named Isaiah Crowell. I'm hoping he had fun last night. That's what I'm hoping. But uh, we'll see. But anyway, yeah. let's wrap this show up, man. I, You know, it's just, hey, we got the W. Nine out of ten. We did, and it's a, it's a fitting end to a very frustrating season. And, I mean, we won ugly. The season's been ugly. It looks like we're probably going to go to the Liberty Bowl, which is a 3 o'clock kickoff on New Year's Eve. Yes. Whoopee. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, and, and I don't, you know, and – and again, I don't want any of our listeners, because we are the intelligentsia, to say that it's good that we got a bowl game because it gives us extra practice. Because, man, we have been practicing since, what, early September, and and it hadn't helped. So, you know, an, an extra three weeks ain't going to do shit. I agree. Um, let's, let me end on a high note, though. A really good high note. All right. I want to revisit one more thing. Aaron Murray is a damn stud. He is a damn ball player. That kid can dance in the pocket. He's cool. He makes the throws. Didn't throw a pick in his last three regular season games, old dog. Finished last night with a passer rating of 250. He's probably going to set a, pass, a TD passing record at Georgia, and is probably going to pass 3,000 yards passing this year. Yeah. The kid is other. He's from another. He's he's he is a bad bad man. Oh, he is, and and we don't need to be surprised when he leaves after his junior year. And go, holy crap! Who's our quarterback going to be now? Or actually, can or actually he can leave after next year. He is because he is badass. He's a red shirt. Yeah, you're right. He could, in theory, you're right. He is badass. I'm just telling. Yeah, you. he is. Oh, really... I mean, and and again, he's he's got all the skills, and and I just hope that we're able to surround him with enough where we don't waste him like we did. Matthew Stafford, no Sean Moreno, and A.J. Green. There you go. I just want to finish on a high note. Dog fans, Bulldogs win. Big win for the dogs. Uh, beat the nerd herd. You know, send them packing. Send them, we're, we all finished up 6-6, six and six, baby. And uh, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back. Uh, I don't know when our next show is going to be. I don't know. Next week, something like that. We'll It'll come be back. sometime before the Liberty Bowl. It'll be sometime before the Liberty Bowl. You can bet your ass on that. And, uh, Dog fans, thanks for listening. Keep calling. We've got a phone line, 706-363-0210. Whether you're calling from China or calling from Vermont, uh, they're both communist countries. Um Call us in. Let us know what you think. And uh, you can email us at dogcast at gmail.com. And uh, we really appreciate the support. We appreciate you guys listening to us. Thanks a lot. Go dogs. Hey, Derek, old dog. This is Mark from St. Pete Beach, Florida. Uh, thank God we beat the nerds. I mean, at least at this terribly disappointing year, we at least have a loss to them. And I do think it's important that we make a ball. It's not so much for the prestige of it, because more than half of the Division One schools go to bowls. It's not much prestige, but there's the embarrassment of not making it, because uh, that, that's 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 just not even worth even showing up for the games. Um, plus, it gives us a couple extra weeks of practice to move forward till next year, because I want this season behind us. It's 
fast as possible, move on to bigger and better things, hopefully. Aaron Murray looked great. Um, defense was opportunistic, took care of some sloppy play by Tech, and uh, did what we always do, stomp the nerds. Go dogs. At the end of the day, when you can't play high school football anymore and you have to man up, put on the long pants, and play like a big boy, Georgia Tech shows its stuff. How about them dogs? Oh, and by the way, do me a favor while you're on the show, ask our Ohio State fans, what the hell are with those uniforms? Ugh. Talk about fugly. Dog cast tackle sport. Out.